Hello, welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. This Sunday, Apostle continues in the Sunday service series on the Holy Spirit as he teaches on the Ark of the Covenant. The man of God begins by teaching us that the Ark of the Covenant was a representation of the presence of God and shows us the significance of the Ark of the Covenant to us. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the city of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. This morning... We are continuing with our Holy Spirit series, and in these few minutes, we're going to take some time to talk about the Ark. We'll take some time to talk about the Ark of the Covenant. Praise God. And I want us to gain a deeper appreciation. deep appreciation of what it really means to have the presence of God within us. This is something that if we learn to value, if we learn to treasure, if we learn to acknowledge will bring a whole different dimension to our lives. Praise God. Now, interestingly, uh, I just remembered as we were singing, this love is eternal, right? That this song was birthed when we did a, an in-depth teaching on the tabernacle. Right? The word became flesh and tabernacled among us. <laughs> Praise God. I would like to welcome those who are watching us online. You can give them a hand. However, if you are in Lusaka and you're choosing to watch online, I would advise you uh, I would advise you to start coming for service. Consider church as an essential place. More essential than the supermarkets we still go to more essential than the workplaces we still go to. And for that matter, the time we spend here is actually very little. So consider it that. Praise God. Now, I want us to have an appreciation for what the Ark of the Covenant was. What the Ark of the Covenant was. In simple terms, it was probably the most important important element in both the tabernacle of Moses and also the temple of David or the tabernacle of David which was built by Solomon and it was probably the most priceless artifact that Israel owned and had God 
had instructed Moses that it should be dealt. And it was symbolic of his presence. It was symbolic of his, his very presence. And that's why you notice the two cherubims and an empty chair. Why was the chair empty? Because God doesn't want us to worship idols. He didn't want them to idol worship. He actually told Moses, saying, I've revealed my form to you. I didn't reveal my form to them, because if I did, they would have created an object of my form and began to worship the form instead of me. We must check our lives to ensure that we're not worshiping forms. Or worshiping worship. Because remember, you can have a form of godliness. It's possible. And so that's what God desired, right? And this ark was placed in a tabernacle, later on in a temple. But interestingly, and you'll see this next week, a building was never God's intended habitation. It was never his intended habitation. And that's why he would ensure that the buildings were always made in a certain pattern. Somehow the tabernacle had to have three major parts. Outer, inner, and then most inner. Designed in the pattern of the house he always wanted. Spirit, soul, body. Praise God. Designed in the pattern of the house he always wanted. That's why even when the lady asked Jesus a question saying, which one is the best form of worship in Jerusalem or on the mountain? Jesus said, there's a location I've always wanted. <laughs> and he tells her, a time is coming when you worship in spirit and in truth. Praise God. And so, the Ark of the Covenant was very, very important. Extremely important. And with that background, I would want us to know that for them, when they would see the Ark, they knew that the Lord was with them. Praise God. Such that in the morning, if you've read from if you've read the Torah, Moses would say, Arise, O God, let your enemies scatter. And in the evening he would say, Return, O God, to the hearts of Israel. The presence of God with Israel was the reason why their enemies hated them. They knew these ones, their God fights for them. That's why God is even in their name. And so let's read what happens in 1 Samuel chapter number 4. And we're going to start from verse 12. 1 Samuel 4. We're going to start from verse 12. Praise God. Now, there was a battle between the Philistines and the Israelites, okay? And at this period of time, Eli 
was the prophet and judge of Israel. And the Bible says, then a man of Benjamin ran from the battle line the same day and came to Shiloh with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. Praise God. Now, when he came there, was Eli sitting on a seat by the wayside watching for his heart trembled for the ark of God. When the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. What did he tell? Let's continue. And when Eli heard the noise of the outcry, he said, what does the sound of this tumult mean? And the man came quickly and told Eli. And I want you to follow this. Eli was 90 years old, 98 years old. His eyes were so dim that he could not see. Then the man said to Eli, I am he who came from the battle, and I fled today from the battle line. I can imagine how he would have said it in Nyanja. <laughs> well, he's free. this guy was not very brave, eh? Was it, is it that he was a coward or he was smart? Which is which? <laughs> and he said, what happened, my son? Uh-huh. And so the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines. Was it really Israel? It was you. And there has been a great slaughter among the people. Also, your two sons, Hophni and Phineas, are dead. And the ark of God has been captured. What bothered this man the most? Let's go. Then it happened when he made mention of the ark of God. Eli fell off the seat backward by the the gate. And his neck was broken and he died. For the man was old and heavy. And he had judged Israel 40 years. He was bothered. The moment he knew the ark was gone, he was bothered. It's like he was finished. That was it. He wasn't the only one. Let's go on. The whole testament is interesting, eh? Now, his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was with child, due to be delivered. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and gave birth and labor pains came upon her. Praise God. Let's go on. Now, you know, the women told her, don't fear for you have born a son, but she did not answer nor did she regard it. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, the glory has departed from Israel. Why? Because the ark of God had been captured and because her father-in-law and her husband. Ladies and gentlemen, when the ark was gone, the whole Israel was now in a state of Ichabod. Because the moment the ark was gone, the glory was gone. So the glory of Israel was the ark. The moment the presence was withdrawn, praise God. 
want us to compare this with another verse, another portion of scripture that's very famous. Romans chapter 3. And we're going to read from verse 20 to 23. From verse 20 to 23. And so, earlier on, he had written, no one is righteous, not even one. And he's talking about the people of the law, right? How do we know? He goes on to say, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. Justified means to be acquitted and made righteous. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Uh Uh-huh. But now, the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Let's continue. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. Wait there. If you want to understand the context of this scripture, you'd have to understand why the book of Romans was written, or just generally the setting with the book of Romans. The Jewish Christians seemed to feel better than the Roman Christians because the Romans were Gentiles and the Jews were Jews. And the, 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 the Jews are the ones who received the Torah. They're the ones who received the law. Praise God. They're the ones who received the Torah and they're the ones who received the law. So they seemed to feel like they were better off than the other believers. But then now, the Apostle Paul is writing to them. And then he explains how in their righteousness, there is actually no difference. Because all of them were not righteous. And in the next verse, he explains why they all needed the same gift from God. Verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of what? The glory of God. That shows you something. That When Adam sinned, the glory departed. And when the glory departed from Adam, that was death. That was death. I would like you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that even in the physical realm, death is separation. Death really is separation. When we're talking about separation, what do we mean? We mean, here is a physical body. In case we think it's oxygen that gives people life, no, just facilitates breathing. It it facilitates breathing on earth. Because I can tell you something, if a person is gone today, all those body parts can be made to work again. Oxygen can be put back again, but the person is not there. You can have a robot. What do the people mourn for? They don't mourn for oxygen left. They mourn for the person who has departed from their body. That's death in the physical realm. It's a departure. And the body is unable to function without the one that brings life in it. Similarly, when God was telling Adam, to the day you eat of that fruit, you will die. Observe that it took Adam 900 years to physically depart from the earth. But what happened? He died the same day. Because God had departed. The glory had departed. The glory had left. From that time, human beings started existing. But in God's sight, were they really alive? 
And even when you read in the book of Revelations, the second death is when the people are cast completely out of the presence of God. So it's a separation. So I want you just to make a comparison with how when the ark left Israel, they were in Ichabod, the glory had left. Similarly, when Adam had sinned, he put human beings in a state of Ichabod, the glory had left. Praise God. Now, would you like us to look at just one or two things that were special about this ark? Number one, I want us to take note of this. The ark, the ark was not to be treated as common. The ark couldn't just be placed anywhere. You see, the ark of God couldn't be manipulated. Couldn't be treated as common. Couldn't just be housed anywhere. There were specific instructions on how to carry. There were specific instructions on who to carry. There were even instructions on who to build. Couldn't just be placed anywhere. Specific, specific instructions. Now, in chapter 4, when these guys captured the ark, they forgot to read the rule book. And they took it to their city. After various things happened, let me just show you from verse 9 to 12. That's all I'll show you. First Samuel chapter 5. Therefore they sent and gathered to themselves all the lords of the Philistines and said, what shall we do? <laughs> with the ark of the God of Israel. And they said, let the ark of the God of Israel be carried away to Gath. So they carried the ark of the God of Israel away. It was not their God. So it was that after they carried it away, has that statement I've made hit you a bit when I said he was not their God. Do you know one of the promises that's in the Bible 48 times, about 48 or 49 times, there's a promise where he says, I will be their God. <laughs> Trust me, there's there so much significance in him being your God. Not today. So it was that after they had carried it away, the hand of the Lord was against the city with a great destruction, and he struck the men of the city, both small and great, and tumors broke out on them. Uh-huh. Therefore they sent the ark of God to Ekron. So it was that as the ark of God came to Ekron, the Ekronites cried out saying, they have, brought the, they have brought the ark of the God of Israel to us, to kill us and our people. Oh, the presence of God is not to be treated as common. Let's go on, next verse. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, send away the ark of the God of Israel. Let it go back to its own place so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. I speak this word in season over you. You will never be mispositioned. If anyone has been Positioned you, be it in the company, be it in the structure of society, you're being pushed back. The ark of God had to be sent back. 
Listen to me. Listen to me. We have to come to a place, listen to me, stop fearing witches and wizards in your families. They should be the ones who fear you. Are you aware that your presence is terrible to them? Listen, if you move into a neighborhood where they are practicing the workout, they should sit down and ask, what should we do? They should all shift because you are there. No, they must all shift because you are there. Do you know, the presence of God is nice to us, but terrible to the evil one. We just have to learn how to work out our faith, because faith is not passive. No, but we have to come to a place now. We have to come to that place. Especially when you come to a place of revelation, that your body is a tabernacle. When you come to that place of revelation, they will start shifting. You are working for a company. Somebody is practicing dark arts to get a position that's rightfully yours. They will resign. I'm telling you, they will resign. The presence of God will be terrible to them. (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. You are unwitchable. Praise God. You're vying for the same position. Suddenly you should start getting sick on days of interviews. I rebuke that. No, 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 not you. Unwitchable. Unlowable. Praise God. No, not you. And you know something? We have to start pressing into higher dimensions of these things. Praise God. And let me tell you how we know we are pressing to higher dimensions. It's one thing for you to be the one who's untouchable. It's another thing for you to stand up and say, for as long as I'm alive, and I plan to be for a long time, no one in this family, whether they are saved or they are not saved, can be touched. No one in this neighborhood can... Because of the Apostle Paul, everyone who was on the boat was saved. Even when they disobeyed an instruction from the Lord. None of them died. Well, when you, from now on, when you enter a bus, from now on, when you go on a plane, begin to thank God for everyone who is with you, saying, thank God for them and say, Father, thank you. For because I am here, nothing can happen to anyone. Praise God. Some of us who are working in the medical profession, when it's your turn, when you're on night shift, I don't know if you're getting my point. Let them come and start asking, how come whenever you're on night shift, even somehow the person who we thought would go tonight, where everyone else was counting down that this one is gone, you report for work, suddenly they, what has happened? No, they are stabilizing. Praise God. Some of us are working as consultants, as financial consultants. Oh, anyone who deals with you in any area. Yeah, praise God. You are selling clothes. The day you sell that dress to someone, that's the day. <laughs> that's the day they should meet the one. <laughs> and the person should say, I don't know why, but that dress you are wearing. <laughs> I don't know if somebody is getting my point. We need to start 
pressing into higher dimensions of these things. You're a lecturer. Even those who everyone, even those who everyone said was senior Chikopo, that one should that one should pass with flying colors because of you. And that's what we are meant to do. We are meant to alter destinies. You go there and say, no, 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 you're not down as they have said. There's a way you are created fearfully and wonderfully made. And you begin to teach them. That's how we are supposed to be. So anyways, the ark couldn't just be anywhere. Having an understanding of this will make you understand why the Apostle Paul why the Apostle Paul could be so shocked that the church was practicing immorality. And interestingly, his biggest question to them was beyond some of the questions we ask today. I'll tell you this. His biggest question to them was not, do you know that you can get sexually transmitted disease? His biggest question to them was not, do you know you can get a sexually transmitted demon? His biggest question to them was not, do you not know that you can get a soul tie? That's not, that wasn't his biggest question. His biggest question was, what? Don't you know your body is the temple of the spirit? That was bigger than any other reason you can think of. Just the fact that this body is God's temple. But there's a way it had to be handled. Because the presence of God is not common. Say, I will never treat the presence of God as common. When you realize even just the corporate presence we experience, how come you don't experience it in a lecture room? How come you don't experience it when you're being taught philosophy and psychology? And then you should be still when the worship starts. Praise God. And then you should refuse to dance when you see us dancing like winner men. No, 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 no. Let's continue. Number two, the Ark of the Covenant was very jealous. First Samuel chapter 5, verse 1. The Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Uh-huh. When the Philistines took the Ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon, or the temple of Dagon, and they set it by Dagon. Dagon was a statue of a god that looked like a fish. Uh-huh. And when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon fallen on its face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it in its place again. Mistake number two. Uh And when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon fallen on its face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon, both the palm of its hands, were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it. I've just gotten a remark of it. Some of us here, maybe there was, maybe it was a sickness we're praying against. You noticed improvement, but then it's like they put it back in its place. My friend, we are going to cut off its head, smash off its arms. Maybe if you've seen those results, you've noticed those symptoms, just say mistake number two. 
We are increasing the gears now. Come on. We are increasing the gears. No, now we will not just pray healed. We will pray with you. You, we cut off your head. We cut off your arms. No, we are increasing the gears. It's about time we press into these dimensions. It's too much of surviving. It's time to thrive. It's time to thrive. Praise God. Now listen. They said, now one may argue saying, but this wasn't God's temple. Anywhere he enters, it's his. <laughs> he made everything. Even the very artifacts used to make the temple, he's the one who made them. So don't let somebody say, hey, I was in this place before you. I ran this. Run which show? <laughs> run which city? Run which nation? Praise God. Run. No. Listen. Whether the area you're in has been known to be the most occultic area for the last 50 years, the moment you step in, that means that area is now dedicated. It's holy ground. I'm serious. Praise God. No, no, no. These altars in this family, we erected them 100 years before you were born. My friend, the moment God steps into a temple, it's his. It doesn't matter whether your temple, whether your body used to be owned by addiction. It doesn't matter whether your body used to be owned by alcoholism, whether it used to be owned by prostitution, whether it used to be owned by sicknesses. The day you gave your life to Jesus, there was a new owner. And if anything is trying to fight, my friend, you, if anything is trying to fight... God is a jealous God. He reveals that nature in Exodus when he gives the Ten Commandments. Notice the first, he says, you shall have no other God before me, for I am a jealous God. And he doesn't share his place with anyone. No one deserves the praises he deserves. No, listen, when I'm speaking for me, uh, someone may be wondering, what about those who've gone before us? Maybe this and this didn't work out. I'm not talking about them. Eh? I'm addressing the living. <laughs> I'm addressing the living. And here's what I'm addressing you. It cannot, it will never be said of you. That one was a good Christian, but malaria. What? Malaria should share the glory of God. You know you're the glory of God. Malaria should share... Valeria should share as in that one would have gone far. It's just that the economy went, what? That one's business would have gone far. It's just that COVID hit, what? God should share your life testimony with COVID. <laughs> you think God wants to share your life testimony with COVID? Are you kidding me? Number three. The ark brought prosperity. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 11. Now this is one chapter later when the ark of God returned. What happened is Uzzah had touched the ark and things didn't go so well so they were scared. So they decided to put the ark in the house of someone. I think they even forced him. 
Also, the Bible says, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obedidom, the Gittite, three months. Ah, when I read this, I was upset. <laughs> I was angry in my spirit, a good one. I decided, what? Three months? What happened in three months? And the Lord blessed the guy. The Lord blessed Obedidom and all his household. And look at how big the blessing was. Uh-huh. Now it was talking, David saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obedidom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. They knew why he was blessed. So David went and brought out the ark of God from the house of Obedidom to the city of David. This blessing can cause a king to be jealous. Listen, for a king... <laughs> and I sense a prophetic word which I want us to record. I sense this. I sense this. We have steered it up. We have steered it up the next three months. I speak as a prophet of God. The next three months. We are, we are experiencing greater than what Obedidom experienced. I decree and declare over you that in the next, we are experiencing three months of supernatural activities, three months of divine shiftings, three months of divine shiftings, three months of divine shiftings in the name of Jesus, three months of divine separations where the Lord shows, where the Lord shows that clearly what the wicked cannot affect the righteous. Three months of shiftings. In the name of Jesus, you are shifted. You are shifted. You are shifted. In Jesus' name. I would want that to be played the whole church. It's done. Now, the ark of God brought prosperity. <laughs> Praise God. Allow me to end with this verse. John 17, verse 24. A prayer that Jesus made. Three months, yeah, have shifted. <laughs> you know what? You reach a place where when you're singing, one for me, one fish, one like, you know, you can come to a place where you're you now beyond the... Why don't we start from... Okay. In John 17, verse 24. Remember the glory departed because the ark was gone, right? And in John 17, verse 24, Jesus passionately prays. And he said, Father, I desire that they whom you gave me may be with me where I am, and that they may behold. Hear about, not the doctrine of, <laughs> but that they may behold. Seeing a photo of. Not picturing. Not imagining. But that they may behold. 
my glory, not half of it, not quarter of it. That they may behold. That's Jesus' prayer. That's Jesus' desire for you. That you may it. You may grab a hold of it. You may behold it. No, it's not about seeing it from distance. No, he doesn't want it to pass you by. No, 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 no. He doesn't want you to just have a glimpse. He doesn't want you to just have a taste. He doesn't want you to just have a sip. He wants you to have the whole ocean. Not a drop of it. Not part of it. Not a little bit of it. Not. He, he wants you to behold it. He wants you to behold it. And next week, we'll continue. Because you'll see that there is a strong, 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 strong connection between that and him praying for us to have the Holy Spirit. That I may behold it. The fullness of your glory. The fullness of your glory. Sing it louder. Let me hear you. <laughs> Just lift your hands for a minute. The glory of the Lord is here in this The ark of the night is here in this place. He is jealously dwelling in our hearts. His prosperity. Yes. He has come to bring. Yes. The Spirit of the Lord. Yes. Is here in this place. The Spirit of the Lord. Is here in this place. He is jealously dwelling in our hearts. His prosperity. Yes. He has come to bring. Yes. The ark of the covenant. Yes. The glory of the Lord. Jesus. Jesus. We'll have to. We can be singing it. We can give our offerings. As the ashes can prepare the baskets for the offerings. 
His prosperity. He has come to bring, for He is jealous Lord, dwelling in our hearts. His prosperity. He has come to bring. It is raining. We may give our offerings. It's pouring, pouring, pouring. Three months of abundance. <laughs> Three months of abundance. It is raining. Three months of separation. Three months of separation. It is raining, It is pouring, pouring, pouring. Three months of abundance. You are blessed in Jesus' name. You have divinely shifted in the name of Jesus. Always well with you in the name of Jesus. Always well with your soul in the name of Jesus. You have shifted. No, this one won't miss you. No, you are too big a target to be missed. This one won't miss you. I say this one won't miss you. I enforce that even further. That this one won't miss you. You are among the ones testifying. You are among the ones testifying. I said this one won't miss you. In Jesus name. The Lord be with you and God bless you. Praise God. Let's just say the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love of God. And the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the city of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.